In Training with Watson Cook. As Christians, we're all in training to grow in our walk with Jesus. No matter if you have been saved for 90 years or if you're like me, new in your relationship with Jesus. God's Word is so powerful. We should have a hunger each day to dive in and train ourselves to live out His plan for us. So join me as I've been called to share my story and what I've learned through my short time in training. Welcome in to In Training. I obviously missed out last week, no show last week, and I hate that. It is certainly my goal to get a message out weekly, but you know, sometimes life happens and we just don't get to everything on the list, but I'm going to use this as a reminder of what should always come first. Who should always come first, no matter how busy we are or what we have going on around us. But here we are, back with episode number 16. It literally seems like yesterday I was putting the plans together for this podcast and preparing to put out the first episode and wondering how it would go. And your response has been overwhelming, and I thank you. And I sincerely hope you are getting as much out of these messages as I am by putting them together and sharing them with you. God is great. It's as simple as that. God is great. So getting to today's topic, we've all heard the saying, words of the wise or a word to the wise, right? Did you know that comes from the Bible? From a section in Proverbs that addresses 30 instructions, 30 teachings, 30 sayings of the wise? You probably did know that. I did not. So what we're going to do is we're going to take half of those 30 in this episode, and we'll take half next week. So this essentially will be a a two-part episode, a two-part podcast. We're going to go through those and see what they mean and how they relate to us today. You know, the more I read and, and go through the Bible, the more I'm amazed at how When God turned my life around, I didn't do it. God did it. But when that happened, things became so clear. Life was so much clearer. Not easy by any means, but clearer. Made sense. And as I started going through Proverbs and I came across the words of the wise, so much of it I'm able to clearly relate to things I've either gone through, I am going through, things I've seen, things I've heard, things that in the past I either wouldn't pay attention to or would have brushed off. So let's look at these these sayings, these words of the wise, and we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 22. And the first saying or the first teaching doesn't come until verse 22, but I want to start with verse 17 and read through 21. Proverbs twenty-two seventeen. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant if you keep them with you, if all of them are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord. 
I have made them known to you today, even to you. Have I not written to you thirty sayings of counsel and knowledge to make you know what is right and true, that you may give a true answer to those who sent you? This is saying, listen to the words of the wise and keep them. Keep them ready on your lips to use for others. Trust in the Lord. Learn and know His truth. Share His truth with others. You know, looking back, I've had multiple people in in one way or another try to share these wisdoms, if you will, share His truth with me. And it's so clear now to think back and know exactly when those instances were. But what did I do at the time? I brushed them off. I, I didn't pay attention. Don't be that person that brushes off. I wish I had not been. Verse 22 and 23, and we're going to start here with saying one. We're going to take, take these one by one. And like I said earlier, we'll go through the first 15, and then we'll, we'll take the last half next week. But saying one in Proverbs 22, verses 22 and 23, do not rob the poor because he is poor. Or crush the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and rob of life those who rob them. Don't take from the poor just because they have no power to defend themselves, is what this is saying. And and when it says afflicted at the gate, the gate was a place for legal transactions. So it's saying don't use the legal system to take from the poor. For the Lord will plead their cause. The Lord cares particularly for the poor among his people. And he will punish those who hurt them. Saying too, verses 24 and 25, Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Choose your friends wisely. A sour attitude, a bad attitude towards people is contagious. Therefore, the wise will choose carefully. Choose your friends wisely. Saying three, verses 26 and 27. Be not one of those who give pledges, who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? And this is referring back to Scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 10 through 13. It says, When you make your neighbor a loan of any sort, you shall not go into his house to collect his pledge. You shall stand outside, and the man to whom you make the loan shall bring the pledge out to you. And if he is a poor man, you shall not sleep in his pledge. You shall restore to him the pledge as the sun sets, that he may sleep in his cloak and bless you. And it shall be righteous for you before the Lord your God. And this specifies that that a poor man's cloak or his bed is not to be held in pledge overnight. 
Saying 4, verse 28. Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. The landmark was a boundary stone, as mentioned again in Deuteronomy. And if you moved it, that was like stealing a man's property, stealing his heritage. If you want to apply that to a situation today, you just don't go up and move something someone has set somewhere, likely for a reason, or take something of someone's that may be left sitting out. Don't go move something of someone else's. It's likely there for a reason and probably for your benefit. Deuteronomy 19.14 You shall not move your neighbor's landmark, which the men of old have set in the inheritance that you will hold in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. So again, it's there for a reason to benefit you. And then in Deuteronomy 27, verse 17, Cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmark. Saying 5, verse 29, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. What this is saying is, don't be careless about your work, whatever it is that you do. Take pride in it. Again, whatever it may be. A man skillful in his work will stand before kings. Now, is that exact statement true today? No, we're not going to stand before kings. But we will be rewarded, and in the end, we do want to stand before the King of Kings. So don't be careless in your work, in your life, in anything you do. Saying 6, and this is moving into chapter 23, verses 1 through 3. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you. And put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Don't be fooled by others' wealth and what they may offer you. You never know what they may be seeking in return. Saying 7, verses 4 and 5. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Wealth is fleeting. And there should come a point where one decides he has enough. A time where one decides to devote his time and effort to something Valuable that brings no financial reward, but brings rewards in other ways. And that can, you can go a lot of different directions there. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. Don't be greedy. Because again, wealth is fleeting. Saying eight. Verses 6 through 8. Do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy, 
do not desire his delicacies, for he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the morsels that you have eaten and waste your pleasant words. This is similar to saying six where the host was a deceptive ruler, but here the host is stingy. And when you realize what a fool you have been to have eaten with such a host, you will have regret and revulsion. It, it's, it talks about you will vomit up the morsels you have eaten. And this can apply to many things, not just eating. We, we've all been there when we realize after the fact of something that it was a mistake. And sometimes that regret may be so great we want to actually vomit. Saying 9, verse 9, Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. And this is not saying anyone lacks intelligence. It's not saying to the hearing of a fool, the fool doesn't lack intelligence, but he is stubborn. He doesn't want to listen to anyone else. And sometimes it's just not worth it to continue to tell someone something when they simply refuse to listen because of their stubbornness. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. Sometimes people don't want to hear things that don't sound good to them. I've been guilty. Saying 10, verses 10 and 11. Do not move an ancient landmark or enter the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is strong. He will plead their cause against you. This again speaks to saying 4, going back to the boundary stone, but here it adds, do not enter the fields of the fatherless. And again, like saying one, this would be like taking someone's land because they can't defend themselves. It says the fatherless, a reference to orphans. They can't defend themselves. But who is their Redeemer? God. For their Redeemer is strong. He will plead their cause against you. Saying 11 in verse 12. Apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. It's saying be tenacious in your pursuit of wisdom. Want to never stop learning. Wisdom cannot be acquired without determination. Seek it always. Seek instruction always. Saying 12 verses 13 and 14. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with a rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. This is affirming that it is okay to discipline your child. Obviously not as a form for an adult to vent anger, but as a teaching method. 
and the connection of the, the ends of these two verses, he will not die. You will save his soul from Sheol, which was the place referred to as where the ungodly went after death. But it's saying tough discipline, corporal punishment, spanking, however you want to term it, will not kill your child. It just might save him. Saying 13, verses 15 and 16. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. My inmost being will exult when your lips speak what is right. This develops the teaching of the previous two verses. A father motivated to teach by love sees joy watching his son succeed in life. Who is the first father to teach by love? Who gets joy from seeing us succeed in what is planned out for us? It started with Jesus. It started with Jesus. And it trickles down today. Teach with love and take joy when your children succeed. Saying 14, verses 17 and 18. Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Instead of envying those who disregard God's way, we should make pleasing the Lord our top priority. That path, pleasing the Lord, that embodies true hope and the true future, not only on this earth, but also the eternal destiny to which that path leads. Saying 15, Verses 19 through 21, and we'll wrap up with this one for today. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe them with rags. Don't be sloppy in eating or drinking. Don't be sloppy. Slumber here refers to the results of intoxication or gluttony. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe them with rags. It doesn't say don't eat, don't drink. But don't overindulge. Don't get sloppy. That gets us halfway home in looking at the 30 sayings, the 30 teachings. We'll pick up with number 16 next week. A lot of that, a lot of that spoke to me. I hope something in there speaks to you. Something that can help you the next time you're faced with 
a situation and you're not sure which way to go, what to say, what not to say, what to do, whatever. I hope this message benefits you in some way. Perhaps if you have brushed something or someone off when the intention has been for your benefit, for your spiritual benefit, maybe something today will help you to open your eyes next time. Dear Lord, thank you again for your word, for the truth in your word that you give us to teach us. Lord, I pray for those who do know you, who live for you, but maybe they need to be pulled back in close with reminders from your word. And Lord, I pray for those who do not know you, Lord, that they would be led to seek your truth. For fear in you is the beginning of wisdom. And I pray, Lord, for all to choose the path of pleasing you, the path that leads to eternal glory. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray you are able to take something from today's show and use it to strengthen your journey. Wherever you may be in your walk, know there is always room to grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm Watson Cook. Thank you for listening. And remember, we are all in training.